are listening to the Catholic Bedtime Stories Podcast. Stories about saints and stories from the Bible to help you fall asleep sweet and sound. So today we're going to talk about a couple stories. We're going to talk about St. John the Baptist and the virtue of repentance. And we're also going to talk about Isaiah because he actually comes before John the Baptist. So I guess we'll get started. The story of John the Baptist actually starts a long time ago with a prophet. Do you remember what a prophet is? No. A prophet is someone who God spoke to directly to send message to his people. Oh. Like, can you think of one now? Mm, I don't really know. Maybe Moses? Yeah, Moses. Or Elijah? Elijah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about one named Isaiah. God first started speaking Isaiah. to Isaiah. Yes. Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah. Isaiah lived a long, long time ago when there was a king named Uzziah. And Isaiah. Uzziah was, it's kind of a funny name. Isaiah was a good king at first, and he did a lot of good things for his people. But the people in his land were not always very good. They were sometimes they would steal or they would lie or cheat, kill. They even worshipped things that weren't God, like idols. Like remember when we talked about Moses and the when the people were worshiping the golden cow? Yeah. It's like that. People were doing that again. But maybe not cows, maybe some other strange statues and things they made. They weren't worshiping God. And it made Isaiah very sad because Isaiah loved God. Um and it was a really difficult time for the Israelites in Isaiah. Because oh. they kept having different kings that kept doing bad things and not helping their people get closer to God. So one day when Isaiah was praying, God appeared to him in a vision. God let Isaiah see him. God saw Isaiah, or Isaiah saw God and he was sitting in his throne like a king. And he was wearing robes that filled up the entire room. And there was smoke everywhere. And there were these kind of strange angels. They're called seraphs. They have six wings. And they were flying around and they were saying that God was holy. And that he rules over all. And their voices, the angels' voices were so... Yeah, isn't that strange? Their voices were so loud that the door frame was shaking at the temple. Isaiah was scared. He said, I'm not good enough to be in the presence of God I am so sorry I've done and I've said bad things. And the people I live with do bad things. Then the seraph, which is like one of the funny angels, flew over to him with a hot coal that he took from the altar in heaven and he touched Isaiah's mouth with it. And it says, and he said, this has touched your lips. Your sins have been taken away. You are forgiven. So do you know what that means, to be forgiven? What? So it means like, so for example... Say, like, you do something to John that's not very nice. But then you say sorry, and he's a, and John's like, it's okay. And you guys are able to play again. He's not holding that against you. He's not mad about what you did anymore. No. Right. So it means that you're not, nobody's going to be mad at you still for the bad things maybe you did. So... The angel said, Isaiah, you're forgiven for all the bad things you did. 
And Isaiah was astonished and so happy to hear this. Then he heard God say, Who will I send? Who will go for me to tell the people to, do, to be better? And Isaiah said, Here I am. Send me. And so God continued to speak to Isaiah, or Isaiah and to tell him to tell the different kings to repent. And he told him prophecies, which means that he told him stuff that would happen in the future. So what does this have to do with John the Baptist? Uh, uh, um, no. Yeah, I'll tell you. God told Isaiah about John the Baptist. And God told him that a voice will cry out in the desert. He didn't say his name is John. He just said a voice is going to cry out in the desert to prepare the way of the Wait, Lord. Pay attention, you'll see. He's going to make straight the wasteland, a highway for our God. So he says somebody's going to cry out in the desert and tell people to repent and do better so that they can prepare themselves for when God will come. Because when did God come? What? It's Jesus, right? Uh-huh. So remember that. Isaiah said a bunch of other things too about what will happen in the future. But, um... But that's the thing we're going to remember. You know what they'll even probably talk about when we go to church this week? You'll have to listen when the, some people are reading the readings or the priest is reading the readings. You'll probably hear them talk about the voice crying out in the desert. Now you'll, In a little bit, you'll get to see who it was. So then, long time after that, there was a man named Zachariah and a woman named Elizabeth. Elizabeth. That's like the twin voices first. Yeah, this is a different, that's the same name, but it's a different Elizabeth. Yeah, but that's the same name. It's the same name, yeah, because we did talk about Queen Elizabeth, you're right. So Zachariah and Elizabeth were getting old, and Elizabeth really wanted to have a baby. But she was probably getting to be too old, they didn't think it would ever happen, but they kept praying. One day, Zachariah was chosen to go into the temple to put incense, and there would be like their prayers going up to God. When he went inside... Hey, we talked, we talked about that two times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the incense keeps coming back up, huh? So when he was going into the temple, which was like a very holy place, they didn't have, like, we have, we have churches all over the place. You know, we go to a bunch of different churches. A long time ago, there was just one temple. They just had one temple in Jerusalem. So he was in there. It was a very holy place. He's doing it, putting, burning the incense, and then angel appeared to him, the angel Gabriel. He said, don't be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will have a son and you will name him John. He will be your pride and joy and many people will be glad that he was born. He'll be a great man and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. He'll bring many people back to Israel, back to their God. Zachariah said to the angel, what do you mean? I can't believe that. I'm an old man, and my wife is so old. She's beyond her childbearing years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in God's presence. God sent me to tell you the good, this good news. But because you didn't believe me, you will be unable to talk until this day happens. Everything will come true at the right time. So meanwhile... While Zachariah was in the temple, people were waiting outside, and they were thinking, wow, this is taking him a really long time. They were starting to get worried. When he did come out, he couldn't talk to them. 
couldn't talk at all. He tried to open his mouth and nothing came out. So people realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And Zechariah wasn't able to talk, not until John was born. Because when he came home, he found out that Elizabeth was pregnant. And then, you know how long, that's a long time not to talk. Because you know how long it's been taking for for the baby in my belly to grow? Yeah, it's a long time, a whole nine months. He wasn't able to talk. And then, thank goodness, finally, once John was born, he was able to talk. So then John grew up to be a good man, like the angel said. And he lived in the desert. Oh. Do you know where the desert is? What? It's like, it's far away from here, but it's very sandy. It's very hot. There's not a lot of water. Or trees. It's just mostly, like, sand. So it's kind of a strange place to live. So he lived out there well, in the desert, though. Well, there's just a little bit of the trees and just a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. There's a tiny bit. So John the Baptist lived in the desert, and he preached to the people, and he told them to repent, to be better, and prepare yourself for because the Lord was coming. Does that sound familiar? Is that what we were just saying that Isaiah told said that Isaiah said that there would be a voice crying out in the desert saying prepare the way and repent be good so that's who Isaiah was talking about was John the Baptist and that's what John the Baptist was doing he was helping people to get ready for Jesus to come so that hey, they would be ready did he talk there? did he talk still now? to John? Uh, or Isaiah? Isaiah. Isaiah was dead by the time John came around. He was like hundreds and hundreds of years before. So that's what John was telling them to repent. Do you know what it means to repent? We talked about this a little bit. What? It means that you decide. So you decide. You realize that you are doing something wrong. And you say you're sorry. And you promise to try not to do it ever again. So it's kind of like saying you're sorry. No. Yeah. So that you can be forgiven. We're trying to be good. Right. We're all trying to be good. And sometimes we all mess up, right? Yeah, sometimes we do wrong things. Yeah, but then we say we're sorry. And that's like repenting. Okay, just a minute. So John told people to repent and he baptized them. Do you know what it means to be baptized? What? Baptism is when um, he would have people go in the water and he would dump water over their head. And it was to show that he was washing away all the bad things that they did, all their sins. Kind of like as if it was dirt on them. So they'd be all clean and ready to meet Jesus. Do we do that? Do you remember when baby John was baptized? Yeah. He took him to the church and the priest was pouring the water. He said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that's washing away the sins that happened a long time ago with Adam and Eve. And it also means that it's that you're part of God's family. Because you were baptized when you were a baby. You cried the whole time. You did not. Actually, no, you cried up right until the priest poured the water on your head. And then you liked that. You stopped crying. But, um, so John was baptizing people. Wait, Mom, I didn't know that the priest poured 
water on my head. Yeah, you were a baby. You don't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so John was baptizing people so that they would be free from their sins and they were ready to start a new life, ready for when Jesus was going to come and preach to them. So one day... What were those ways for? I don't know. When John was baptizing people, Jesus came. And Jesus asked John to baptize him. And John was like, what? I'm not worthy to baptize you. Because he knew that Jesus was the son of God. And Jesus is perfect. He doesn't need to wash away any sins. But Jesus said, wanted him to do it. So John took him into the water and he baptized him. And when John was pouring the water on Jesus' head, the clouds opened up and God spoke. He said, this is my son, my beloved son, with whom am I am pleased. And then a dove came down, which symbolizes the Holy Spirit. What's a dove? It's like a white bird. And it landed on Jesus. Yeah, so it's the Father, God the Father. We've talked about this, the wait, Trinity. did it look on his head? I don't know if it was on his head. Maybe it was like right above his head or maybe on his shoulder. Maybe. So God the Father was speaking in the heavens. And then God the Holy Spirit was the dove. And then God the Son, Jesus, was in the water. It was all the, all the persons of God right there when Jesus was getting baptized. So actually, this story that I just told you, if you pay attention at church, when we go to church this weekend, they're going to tell you the same story, so you've got to listen. And then I'm sure the priest will have something interesting to say about it, too. Okay? That's the end of the story. That's the story of John the Baptist and the story of Isaiah. Okay, so now I'm going to read a story about St. Augustine from Stories of the Saints by Carrie Wallace. All right. One night, when Augustine was a boy, he and his friends got bored with games they'd been playing on the streets of their city, Hippo, in North Africa. I know, Augustine's friend said. Let's go steal some pears from your neighbor. So the boys climbed over the wall, snuck into Augustine's yard, and stole a load of pears from his neighbor's pear tree. These aren't any better than other pears, one of his friends complained. Once they tried them, I'm not even hungry, said Augustine. Doesn't matter, his friend said. We'll just feed them to the pigs. At least it was fun. That's not very nice. They took a pair of pears. Be like if somebody took the apples from our apple tree. It would be sad, huh? Yeah, that's not very nice. Nope. And then they feed them to the animals. Yeah, and they fed them to the Years later, when Augustine was a grown man, he couldn't stop thinking about that night in the stolen pears. Life hadn't been easy for him since then, or maybe it had been too easy. He'd turned into a great student who aced all his classes. He was a great speaker who crowds gathered to see. His family was rich, so he never had to worry about money. Women liked him. He loved them, and he had good friends. But none of this made Augustine happy. So he started to wonder about God. Who was God? What was God like? What did God want? Augustine's mother, Monica, was a Christian. That means she follows Jesus. She was always trying to get him to go to church. So finally Augustine went to hear Ambrose, who was a great speaker, just like him. The more Augustine learned about God, the more he wanted to know long to be good. 
But he was terrified he could never be because something inside him liked to do bad things. Wrong. That's why the story of the pears stuck with him. He hadn't stolen the pears because he wanted them or needed them. It wasn't really fun to pick pears or feed them to pigs. The only fun he had that night was the thrill of breaking the rules. But why was that a thrill? And if he'd always loved to do wrong, ever since he was a child, was there any hope for him if he only wanted to do bad things? One day, Augustine was sitting with a friend in a garden behind his friend's house, all these questions spinning in his head. He was so frustrated, he began to weep. He was crying. God, he prayed, will I ever stop wanting to do bad things? Then, from the yard next door, he heard children chanting. Take and read, take and read, they said. I don't know why they were saying that. Was this an answer to his prayer? Augustine wasn't sure. He saw a book his friend had left nearby, a copy of a letter of St. Paul, wrote to the church in Rome several hundred years before Augustine was born. When Augustine opened it, he read these lines. Let's walk in the light, not in wild parties, in arguments and jealousy. Instead, let's be like Jesus. As Augustine read, light filled his heart and the shadows of his doubts scattered. Listen to this, Augustine told his friend and read the lines to him. Do you know what else the letter says, his friend asked. Augustine shook his head. The next lines, his friend told him, were about strength and weakness. St. Paul, that it didn't matter to God whether someone was weak or strong. God would give him strength, give strength to anyone who asked. That was the answer to the question Augustine had carried with him all his life. He didn't have to figure out how to be good all by himself. God would help him. Augustine became a great leader in the church. He wrote books about God that people have been reading ever since. And he spent the rest of his life telling anyone who would listen what he learned that day. Our hearts are made for God, and we won't be at home until we find our rest in him. So Augustine, he's a good saint who, remember we were talking about what it means to repent, to say you're sorry and try not to do bad things anymore? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Augustine is a good example of that, right? Because he was doing bad things like stealing pears and having wild parties and doing bad things. But he really wanted to be good, so he repented and he, and he decided he would try and be like Jesus. And also, it's hard to be good sometimes, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but if God can help us be good, we don't have to try and do that all by yourself. No. No, we can ask God for help, and we can always ask God for forgiveness. We can say sorry when we've messed up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does. That's all the stories we have. Let's say prayers in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for always being so forgiving and merciful. And help us to always know that we can come and say we're sorry and try. And help us to try and be better. Ready to say? We're gonna say a special prayer called the Act of Contrition. It's a good "I'm sorry" prayer. Okay, ready? My God, I am sorry for my sins with all my heart, and choosing to do wrong and failing to do good, I've sinned against you, whom I should love above all things. I firmly intend, with your help, to do penance, 
to do to sin no more and to avoid whatever leads me to sin. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, suffered and died for us. In his name, my God, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Good night, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Good night. Good night.